One, two, is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Just in case you've forgotten. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the two-time wrestling radio show of the year. Wrestling News Live. The bad boys of wrestling radio, the trade dog. We will never use the words shit, God, Jesus, fit, or any other racial or sexual slurs. And JJ Sexay. I did not. I repeat, I did not sleep with that young intern. As a matter of fact, I was up. Oh, nice. Wrestling News Live. For the fans, by the fans. That's right, the franchise is back. Wrestling News Live. Are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay? All right, guys. Good evening, and welcome to another edition of Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am Mister Money on the Mic. JJ Sexay, and uh, hopefully shortly I'll be joined by the host of Wrestling News Live, uh, the Trey Dog. Fortunately, I do not have him on the line. Not really sure what's going on with the Trey Dog. He uh, he does like to make an entrance. You know, he likes to be fashionably late. But the show will go on, and we'll see what happens with that. Right now on the line, he is the official WNL recapper for Raw. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program, Josh Pedra, JP in the house. Hey, hey, what's going on, JJ? No Skype and Death Drops thus far. No. 
And, Not yet. And I'm speaking, but, um, I'm speaking with confidence, and I'll tell you why. Because this past weekend, I had an issue with my router. And basically, my wireless internet had went out for a little bit, got a new router, uh, a new modem, if you will, and it seems to be running very well. So I think we might have eliminated part of the Skypean death drop problem, but, uh, you know, let's keep our fingers crossed anyway. Yeah, definitely. Uh, sometimes just changing out a router or a modem could fix it. It could be a fault in there, but uh, this isn't the tech hour. That's a whole different program. <laughs> so how was your night so far? You know what, so far it, it's not been too bad. I've, uh, I've, I've caught Raw off and on tonight, a very interesting edition of Monday Night Raw being the go-home show. I mean, obviously this Sunday we have SummerSlam live from the Staples Center in Los Angeles, which I'm absolutely looking forward to. Yeah, well, interesting was one word to describe Monday Night Raw tonight. I think they could have utilized some of the segments a little bit better, but um, I guess I'll get to that when we do the Raw recap, which I think we should do right now. How about that? It's official, ladies and gentlemen. Josh Pedro, the Raw recap. Shoot. All right. Raw tonight starts off with Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, he comes to the ring and wants to talk to both Jericho and Edge to try and patch the team up for SummerSlam. Uh, but... While he calls out both members, only Jericho comes out. Uh, Brett wants to know if Jericho would join the team right now, but Jericho says the answer is still no. Jericho thinks that Hart only wants him to rejoin because he's afraid of Jericho and Edge said, Jericho and Edge and says all he cares about is dismantling Brett Hart tonight in the main event. This cues Edge, and Edge comes out and acts kind of like a face here, putting over Brett Hart and how Chris Jericho was trained in a dungeon and how he had his, Brett Hart's poster up on his wall when he was a kid. And uh, this all leads to uh, Edge saying that he'll rejoin the team, only to set up a sneak attack, which is countered by Bret Hart, into a sharpshooter. And then comes Jericho with the eye poke of doom to save Edge, which leads to Natty Nightheart coming out. Now, we're all wondering why Natty's out here, uh, because Nexus is in the back jumping the Hart dynasty. So Natty and uh, Bret run to the back. We take a quick commercial break, and we come back to see Hart tending to the dynasty. Uh, he picks up a steel chair saying that he's going to invoke some vigilante justice by taking the law into his own hands. But he gets stopped by John Cena, and Cena says he's going to go talk to the great Kali. So that basically ends your opening segment. So it looks like uh, the Nexus is looking to make their their presence felt here tonight by taking out the Hart dynasty, since we obviously know they can't beat up someone like Bret Hart. Otherwise, some company in London might sue. <laughs> Surely. Surely you must be joking. I'm afraid not. Only if I were. Uh, but, yeah, it was an interesting segment, to say the least. But it just, I don't know, just felt like an obvious setup for what was going to be happening later on tonight. You know, nothing too special in my eyes. But we do move on a little bit here to our first match. It's The Miz against Evan Bourne, and it's not for the United States title. And uh, I'll bring up a point about that in a second. But... Miz does win the match with the skull-crushing finale on Evan Bourne, and uh, he cuts a promo afterwards saying he's awesome, you know, typical generic Miz promo, but isn't there a rule in the WWE that you're stripped of the title after a certain amount of time? I mean, when was the last time Miz defended the U.S. belt? Well, that you know what? That's a really good question. I, I can't offhand think of the last time that title was defended. I would much rather see the Miz defend that United States title at SummerSlam, but the problem is, who would, uh, who would he face? I would say Evan Bourne. 
Uh, but they would actually have to build a program for that. And this is the go home show and they really didn't do nothing. And unless something happens, which happens a little bit later on raw, Miz could be off this card entirely, which is kind of a shocker for being the, uh, U.S. champion and the Money in the Bank holder. Now, see, he'll have a match regardless. Whatever happens, he will have some sort of match at SummerSlam. With the push that he's getting right now, I can't see any way that The Miz would be left off of this card. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously we saw last night there was a pay-per-view on where there wasn't but, you know, two matches that we knew about and, you know, booking was on the fly. So look for that same formula at SummerSlam this year. But we might actually get to see that, so we'll find out in six days. Up next, we have a, another non-title match, this time Melina taking on the Divas champion Alicia Fox. And Melina wins with a variation of uh, the Code Red, which she's calling the Last Call Sunset Bomb. Um, and during the break, uh, since we went to commercial right after the match, the Raw GM chimed in said that we're going to see this horrible match, which was very, very bad, on pay-per-view one more time with the Divas title on the line this time. So we just got a pay-per-view match for free this week, ladies and gentlemen, but we're going to see it again for your hard-earned money this Sunday at SummerSlam. Got, got to fill out the card, man. I guess so, but I guess you got to fill it out on free, paper, or free te- television first before you can see it on pay-per-view. So <laughs> I don't quite understand that kind of booking. Uh, backstage, we got Jericho and Edge. Uh, they feel that they, if they take out Hart and Cena tonight, there will be no match at SummerSlam, thus getting Nexus off their back. And a potential fill-in for Team Raw or Team WWE, whichever you prefer, is Kool-Aid. He says he's going to have an audition match next, which ends up being against Ted DiBiase. But the match doesn't even get underway as the Nexus comes out and jumps Mark Henry. And apparently it took them a long time to uh, get Mark Henry away from ringside because he was still being helped to the back after we came back from commercial and Sheamus made his entrance for his uh, promo with Randy Orton. And uh, it's pretty funny because as Mark Henry was being uh, walked to the back, he kind of looks at Sheamus as almost as if to say, was that Casper? <laughs> it was just a classic look. Uh, but we do segue into Sheamus in this promo here. Um, he does a highlight video putting himself over, showing how he's a dominant person on Raw and the first Irish-born WWE champion, and how he, of course, took out Triple H and ended his career, quote-unquote. This brings out Randy Orton, and Orton basically says that, you know, you had a chance last week to prove yourself uh, from that video package to back up all the words you've been saying, and he dares him to do something right now. Um, the GM now interrupts before anything can get underway. And the GM says at SummerSlam now, if Sheamus wins the match, Randy Orton will not get a rematch. So this will be Orton's f- only shot as uh, as long as Sheamus is the champion. But on the flip side, if anyone interferes on Sheamus' behalf, they will be suspended indefinitely. So now we have a couple of stipulations added to their title match. And uh, in addition, the GM also wants to see uh, Sheamus do something about Randy Orton right now which leads to them going back and forth a little bit. But um, Orton goes for the punt this time instead of in the RKO, but he stops short, and Sheamus sells it very well. He has a look of fear in his eyes, so it basically sends a message to Sheamus that Orton could take the title from him this Sunday. But, you know, for being the WWE champion, I think they've kind of booked him rather weak this time. Or actually, they, this is the second time they've booked him pretty weak. No, I would have to agree. He's, he has been weak. To, uh, he's been booked pretty weak, excuse me. Yeah, definitely. 
I would, I'd like to see Sheamus go over this Sunday just so we can get some credibility behind the WWE champion. But I don't know. I think Randy Orton will take the title. See, um, I, I'm, I'm still kind of uncertain on that. I think that uh, I don't know what their plan is, but I really feel like when Triple H comes back, they really want to have that program with Sheamus. Whether or not that's going to happen before December, I don't know. But I would like to see a lengthy turn or excuse me, a lengthy run of the WWE Championship by Sheamus. And putting it on Orton, I mean, really, who's who's a challenger uh, other than Sheamus or obviously The Miz, which is the program they could run with. So I don't know. I, I'm still on the fence on this one. I'd like to see Sheamus get it, but you, you might be right. Orton might be taking that title come SummerSlam. Uh, most definitely. And uh, something with The Miz said earlier is that no matter who's the champion coming out of SummerSlam, He's going to cash in and be the next WWE champion. So this might be the contingency plan since Triple H did injure his bicep um, working on the movie or whatever he did working out or something. So he's going to be out a little bit longer. This could be the backup plan. So it is add a little bit of unpredictability to the match this Sunday, but we'll have to wait and see if uh, Sheamus makes it out alive. Um, but ne up next, this is um, something that I really didn't get. I mean, this is your go-home show for SummerSlam. And we have a six-man tag with the NXT rookies. It was Percy Watson, Lucky Cannon, and Caval against Michael McGillicuddy, Alex Riley, and Husky Harris, with the winners being um, the heels, with Harris hitting the uh, senton backsplash on Caval. And then Sheamus comes up, and he just beats up the rookies. I mean, I understand they're trying to assert Sheamus as a heel here, but did they really have to waste time on a go-home show to display the NXT rookies when we have NXT tomorrow night? Well, I think this is a way to kind of get people that aren't watching NXT, obviously, uh, you know, to see what's going on on that program. And, you know, they did this before with the first season of NXT, so I don't really have a problem with them doing it. I think it gives them a little more exposure on the flagship program on Monday Night Raw. So I, I'm all for it. And you know what? Husky looked good in the match. He did, and I agree with you. I am for showcasing the NXT rookies on Raw, but at the same time, this was supposed to be a go-home show. And I thought they could have used a little more time on the Orton and Sheamus segment. And instead of having this match on this particular show, they could have done something a little bit different and to put this match over instead of just using the rookies. So any other Raw would have been fine, but I don't think this worked well in a go-home show, to be honest. Well, it almost makes me wonder, are they going to bring the NXT rookies and do something with them at SummerSlam as well to, to try and get a little bit of uh, notoriety for them? I mean... Maybe that's well, the said, plan. We saw a pay-per-view last night that we didn't know 75% of the matches, and SummerSlam could be this way. So you might very well be right. They could possibly put something on SummerSlam featuring the NXT rookies from Season 2. So we'll have to see. Booking on the fly. Say it isn't so. Say it isn't so. It might very well be so, people. It might very well be so, indeed. And up next, we have a tag team match, uh, Morrison and Truth against what has become known as the Jobber Squad of Raw, Regal and Zack Ryder. And of course, Morrison made history tonight, ladies and gentlemen. He hit a Starship Pain that actually connected. There was no wind, there was no graze, it was full body on body. And this is, of course, after he stole Paul Birchall's C4. Since he's not in the WWE anymore, why not? Let's put the move to use. But that's the big note right there, Starship Pain actually connected tonight well from my understanding uh the weather was clear it wasn't very windy tonight so uh yeah morrison was able to finally hit starship pain uh 
Amazing. Maybe it's because never maybe it's because he's growing that epic hill beard. Thank you, Dashing One Man X in the chat. Which was actually ruined by his girlish ponytail type haircut he had tonight. But yeah, it could have been the epic beard. The power of the beard allowed him to hit the starship pain for once. So good job, Morrison. Keep growing that beard. Maybe you'll land it some more. Maybe if he grows it as big as ZZ Top, he'll hit it every time. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. If not, at least the beard can graze the opponent and look like they could sell for it. Absolutely. And up next, to get in the spirit of summer, we have a three-team Divas match with a, uh, a beach team. They had inner tubes, umbrellas, uh, trees, you name it. And Santino was the special referee. We had the Bellas against Gail Kim and Eve Torres, and they're also against Maurice and Jillian Hall. The winner is the Bellas in this match, but the big story, if you want to call it it, is Tamina comes out after the match. Gets a little, uh, you know, persuasive with Santino and slaps him on the otters, as uh, Seamus would say, on his way out of the ring. So, looks like we have a repeat of Beth Phoenix and Santino, except insert Tamina. So, yeah, this was your typical Divas match. You know, nothing really special, just to get you hyped up for SummerSlam. But looks like they're starting a program with Santino and Tamina. Who knows where this is going to go? Do you know what that program, you know what it reminds me of? I mean... Um, maybe I'm dating myself here, but do you remember the old uh, sketch comedy show In Living Color? Yes. Did you see the episode where uh, one of the Wayans sisters was playing Grace Jones, and I think it was Tommy Davidson was like this uptight businessman, and he had a blind date with Grace Jones? It's been a long time since I've seen In Living Color, but I'm pretty sure I saw it since I watched that show religiously, but it just doesn't come to mind at this point. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Tamina being the Grace Jones and Santino being the uh, the business guy. Would you like a piece of my tail, Santino? Oh, God. I can just see that now. That's That's got ratings written all over it, ladies and gentlemen. And it shall provide humorous filler on Monday Night Raw for months to come, I assure you. Maybe, maybe it'll become a triple, uh, what is it, uh, a three-way dance basically between them. A menage a trois. A so menage a trois. It'll be, you know, a threesome. It'll be, you know, a little bit of a jealousy angle as Kozlov will get upset that Tamita is now interested in, in Santino and not him. Maybe that could happen. As scary as that sounds, I can actually see that happening. And I fear for the future for all of us. Very much so. Uh, but what Kali should be fearing is the Nexus, because I was going to make this joke, but Miz stole my line, but I'll say it anyway. Nexus came out, and Tanya Harding, uh, the Kali, with a great big chop right to the knee. And after he was done getting beaten down by the Nexus, all I could think of was Peter Griffin with the Kali, just bracing his knee, going, ah, ah, <laughs> I, it was just comical. I know they were taking Kali and getting rid of this match, probably because of time overrun, but... That segment just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, of course, Nexus does come out for our main event. And, of course, Birchall gets on the microphone and officially cancels a match between himself and a great colleague. And then we get Cena and Hart against Edge and Jericho. Uh, we didn't get a winner in this match. Uh, but the match basically went with Jericho and Edge throwing Cena out to the Nexus. Uh, they were beating him down, throwing him back in. Uh, when Jericho got thrown out, the Nexus left them alone. So Jericho got the idea that this is going to be a one-sided match. Until there was a goof in the match from one of the members of the Nexus got up on the ring apron. Jericho accidentally knocks him out. Jericho gets to the outside, gets beat down. 
Edge jumps in to try and save Jericho. He gets beat down. And then it's the epic stare down between the Justice League with Batman and Superman against the Nexus. And, of course, Morrison and Truth hit the ring to even the odds. And we see Jericho and Edge backpedaling up the entrance ramp, looking to get out of there. Then they have some second thoughts. And all of a sudden, the last two weeks of booking were thrown out the window because they hit the ring, rejoined the team, and beat down Nexus to end Monday Night Raw. So a little bit of uh, interesting booking. The team's back together. Uh, I think with uh, Miz offering his services, they might be taking Kali out of the match because of the Tanya Harding incident. So we'll see since Miz is going to give them their answer this Sunday. But as far as the booking goes, um, I guess they tried to add some dynamic by having Jericho and Edge on the outside and then come back at the last minute. But I don't know. It just didn't work for me, especially with Jericho and Edge still being buddy-buddy after having all those issues. Yeah, you know, I, I find that interesting um, <laughs> that they played that around. I, I kind of felt like it was going to be very obvious that Jericho and, and Edge were going to rejoin the team. I mean, to me, this was a super obvious angle. Now, I did like the, uh, the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan, taking out the Great Khali reference, and I love the fact that they took the Great Khali out of this match. Now... Whether he comes uh, comes in at SummerSlam and does it or not, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I don't. Need, was he even in the in the ring at the end? No, Miz was not at the uh, or neither was Kali. He end up joining Team Raw, and that way he is obviously the replacement for the Great Kali, and that's where he will be on. Because I don't see a U.S. title defense. I don't really see the the need to have Kali when you've got Miz, who is getting the push of a lifetime right now in the WWE. It just makes more sense to have the Miz right there and if anybody could turn wouldn't it be in everybody's mind if the Miz is involved the Miz who actually turns face no who would actually turn on team raw and solidify his heel status um that could actually end up working I mean with uh Miz you know holding out till Sunday to give his answer uh as to whether or not he'll be on team raw or not you know it adds for the unpredictability factor you know, Miz could come out, you know, the people cheer him saying, yeah, he's on Team Raw, and all of a sudden he just leaves him in the dust and continues to, you know, propel himself into that main event heel role. So that would be a perfect setup for the Miz to further his character along. So that would be very interesting. I agree. Well, I mean, I know there's rumors going around that maybe it'd be Brian Danielson. Maybe. Don't know. I don't think that's the case. I don't think his, his 90 days are up yet, but I think we're getting pretty close. On top of that... Yeah. The only other person I could see doing any turning because, I mean, it would make sense for John Cena, yes, to do it, but it's not going to happen. I just don't see the WWE executing that maneuver and losing merchandise by turning John Cena Hill. I mean, let's face it, a lot of their money comes from that, so probably not going to happen. The only other person that, that could turn <laughs> would be John Morrison, and I don't know what good that would do anybody. Wouldn't do Morrison any favors, and it sure as hell wouldn't do Nexus any favors. So, I don't know. We're just going to have to watch this one very intently Sunday and find out what happens. Yeah, to steal a line from the trade dog, uh, John Morrison going heel would go over like a fart in church, and it just wouldn't work. And uh, you're right about John Cena. Um, Randy Orton is a huge face, but he's not at that level that John Cena is, sadly to say. So, his merchandise sales won't carry the gap that will be left by Cena going heel. So if the WWE pulls the trigger, you know, they're taking a huge gamble, especially with uh, the merchandise John Cena pulls in. So, I mean, kudos to Vince if he does. I mean, he 
he always says he has balls the size of grapefruits, and this would prove it once again, but I just don't see it happening from a business standpoint. Well, you know, Confucius always says, man who farts in church must sit in his own pew. So think about that one. Indeed. So let's get the letter grades. Um, tonight, um, I'm going to have to go with a C- minus on this one. Uh, just because it felt a little bit below average. It didn't feel like a huge build-up show to uh, SummerSlam, which is supposedly their biggest pay-per-view this summer. Um, we could have done without the uh, the Divas match with the uh, the summer theme, and we could have probably done without the Rookies match. We could have done that on a different show, unless they actually have intent of putting the Rookies on the pay-per-view. So there, I, to me, there was a lot of wasted time on this show to... Uh, to drive home the point that you had to buy this pay-per-view. So it kind of fell flat on that aspect. Otherwise, from that, it felt like a very average show rather than a huge go-home show. So I give it a C-. minus. Hmm. You know what? This is kind of hard for me because I, I, I didn't think it was an overly great show, and especially not a go-home show. I mean, the only angle that, that really plays out through this whole SummerSlam, you know, on SmackDown you have, you know, Kane, Rey Mysterio, and then on Raw, you have the Nexus and Team Cena. And aside from that, that's the only interesting thing about this pay-per-view. I mean, this is going to be, in my opinion, this is going to go down as one of the worst booked SummerSlams in a long time. And that's saying something, because we've seen some pretty bad stinkers in the last couple of years. Um, you know, I mean, when you think about what we're having with Team Cena and the Nexus... The only interesting thing is we know somebody from Raw is, is more than likely going to turn. If if Team Raw goes over the Nexus, single, I mean, just dominates them and goes over, it kills everything. So the Nexus have to go over in order to continue this, in order for this to go somewhere. So, I mean, that's the only interesting part of this, this show is who's going to be the one to stick the knife in the back of Team Raw. Well, whoever it is, let's hope it's not Bret Hart. Oh, my God. That would do nothing. That would do absolutely jack shit for the Nexus. I mean, Bret Hart with his stunning promo at the beginning of the show. I looked at my my three-year-old, and she was bored. Well, she literally said boring she, promo, but um, looking at Bryce's side, at least he didn't say WWF. She literally said, I'm bored. <laughs> wow. And when she's a three-year-old three years says old. that. I mean, that's bad, man. That's really bad. As far as my grade, you give it a C-. minus. I got to go a little more brutal, man. I'm going to go with a D. I mean, it's it's just skating by, man. It's like by the skin of the teeth there. It's just not doing it for me tonight, Josh. It's just not promoting this pay-per-view the way it needs to be promoted. So I'm going to stick with a D. That's my letter grade for Raw. The go-home show to SummerSlam, the biggest event of the summer might turn out to be the lamest event of the summer. It very well could be, and uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and might catch some flack in the chat room for saying this, but honestly, I think TNA promoted the ECW pay-per-view a lot better than what Raw promoted SummerSlam tonight. You may be right. Yeah, I might be, and so far, no one said anything in the chat room, so I guess I'm safe on that. <laughs> no. But anyway, um, this... Oh, no, Crowley goes hiss, so I got one uh, one little uh, echo of sentiment there. 
But uh, that ends your Raw recap. Of course, it's always brought to you by The Wrestling Dan, which you can find on from headlocks2headlines.com, the official news source of the Sunday Night Showdown Radio Network. Say it isn't so, Josh. It can't be true. But oh, it, it is. is true. And then Curly can stop hissing at me. I gave you your plug. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. You know what? I think we're going to take our first commercial break. Josh, uh, stay on the line, if you will. And uh, All right. we'll be back here in just a few minutes after this uh, this nice little commercial break. Unfortunately, I was hoping to get the Trey Dog on the show. I think he's having some PC issues. So I'm going to see if I can find out what's going on to him in, in this next commercial break. Uh, we're not going to have Nick from WrestleZone on tonight, apparently. He will be back next week. I basically got an email from him earlier tonight. So that's not going to happen. When we come back from break, I kind of want to do Hardcore Justice pay-per-view. You game for that? I'm game for that. Well, that sounds good, guys. We'll be right back with more Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Josh Piedra. You are listening to Wrestling News Live. Alex Riley. Alex Riley. He's that cute athletic guy, right? Yeah, he's the cute one. Yeah. Alex Riley, I think, is very, definitely very confident. He is a listener. He's a talent. He is great on the microphone. He is athletic. He is smart. He is cocky. He is arrogant. I think Alex Riley needs to get over the fact that he was cool in high school. Ten years ago, I was stuffing you nerds in lockers and stealing your lunch money. It's 2010, and Alex Riley has got a letterman's jacket, and believe it or not, I think the Riley is bejeweled. Alex was a lot more show than go. I think Alex is a little over the top right now. Alex Riley needs to relax. He seems like he's playing a character, and I'd rather him be a character. I would say that Alex Riley is entertaining. He's confident, brash. He actually reminds me a lot of The Miz. They're both very annoying. I think he's doing a great job. No one really likes him, but uh, it's better for him to come out there and have people react rather than have them be silent. I think it is tough to tell at this time who the WWE next breakout star is. Actually, no, it's not. The next WWE breakout star will be Alex Riley. You want some? Come get some. You're either next us or you're against us. Awesome! Get out of my way. All it's going to take is one RKO. WWE Shop.com, the home of official WWE merchandise. For a limited time only, WWE Shop has reduced prices on all t-shirts. Pick up your authentic top rope or basic tees while this special offer lasts. This is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain, and I'm on Planet Jarrett right now, listening to Wrestling News Live. Live from the Staples Center in Los Angeles, SummerSlam. of the 
this summer. SummerSlam in Los Angeles. Are you ready for SummerSlam? I can't wait. With WrestleZone at www.wrestlezone.com. Your one-stop shop for all the latest news and rumors in the world of pro wrestling and cutting-edge editorials by former WWE announcer Kevin Kelly and former WCW announcer Mark Madden. An extensive forums board for the casual wrestling fan. Stop by and sign up to chat with knowledgeable wrestling fans. With WrestleZone at www.wrestlezone.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new Wrestling News Live. And now, here are your hosts. The Trey Dog and JJ Sexay of SundayNightShowdown.com. You can't see me, my time is In case you forgot or fell off, I'm still hot. Knock your shell off. My money stacked fat, plus I can't turn the swell off. The franchise doing big business. I live this is automatic. I win this, so you hit those. All right, guys, we're back. Wrestling News Live. Myself, Mr. Money on the mic, JJ Sexay. I do believe joining me on the line, we still have Josh Pedra. Josh, are you in the house? Indeed. No death drop yet. And I think not only do we have Josh on the line, well, no, apparently we did have the trade dog momentarily, but it looks like he is having some issues here tonight. So uh, Josh and I will proceed on. Trey, I'm sure, will call in when he gets the opportunity. But with that said, I guess before we kind of go into this, uh, <laughs> go into this hardcore justice promo, I have to get the intro set up. So... Bear with me, folks. It's now time to talk a little hardcore justice. This is not extreme. Sued by the WWE. Is not extreme. Oh, I get a chuckle every time I hear that. Yes, last night that's was. Not, that's not nice. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, back from the dead, the tray dog is in the house. That's not nice at all. That, that wasn't very cool. That wasn't very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fucking great, man. You know, there's a part of me right now that wants to be on a tall building with 
a very high-powered rifle that will shoot as many rounds as it can shoot as quick as it can at anybody that gets around me. Wow, you're in a good mood tonight, aren't you? Today has been one fucking mistake after another. One fuck-up after another. And it has just been... I'm talking since I got off work at 6.30 in the morning. Everything I touch has turned to complete peanut-riddled shit in my hands. And I'm just at the end of my rope. I, I mean, I. if we hadn't had a show to do, I could have walked in, got on this computer, and had not one problem. But because it knows that it's 10.30 on a Monday and I've got something important to do, oh, by all means, let's just have as many computer problems all at once as we can. But it's just to the point now where I'm so angry, it's just comical. Like, all I can do is laugh. You know? Yeah. For those of you that don't know, I got off work this morning. I went to Quick Trip, which is a convenience store. I don't know if you all have Quick Trips, but we have Quick Trips. They're convenience stores here. Got myself a donut, a little deal of milk, and a Mountain Dew. Drove to Radio Shack, made a purchase, left Radio Shack, went straight to Walmart to put on four tires, four brand new tires on my Jeep, and it, I don't know, I don't, I don't understand. I, I, I pull into Walmart, I, the guy comes up and says, "What can I do for you?" And I said, "Well, I want to take four tires off, and I want to put four tires on." Not rocket science. The guy says, okay, we'll get right to you. There are no other cars in front of me. There's like eight guys walking around the shop doing nothing. And I'm standing out in the lobby for a good 30 minutes before one of them decides to go get my vehicle. And of course... I get, out of all the guys in the shop, I get the oldest, slowest, cripple guy to go get my vehicle. He starts the Jeep, first try, drives it in, parks it, and then I don't know what this guy has against my Jeep. I don't know if they've met in a former life. I don't know if he used to own my Jeep and recognized it in an Alzheimer moment. I don't know. But when he jacked the Jeep up to put the tires on, it was like he hit the button on accident and gave it full power. And I thought for a brief second that the jack was going to shoot my Jeep up into the ceiling of this fucking body shop. So then he gets under there and he changes the tire ever so slowly. Gets to the last one, puts the last lug nut in. I walk up to the counter expecting them to come to me any minute now and tell me what my total is so I can pay them and be on my way. But he walks up to me and says, you got a problem with your starter? No. And I didn't have until I brought the fucking car to you. Obviously, you started it and drove it into the shop. Well, now my car won't start, and they can't figure out why, and there's about eight mechanics under the hood 
like a bunch of rookie doctors at a hospital trying to figure out which fucking in the baby comes from. And four hours later, when all I got there for was to change four tires, they finally send a Walmart manager out to me. And she says, well, the guys are telling me that your starter has gone out. Well, bitch, that's awfully funny because it hadn't gone out until I brought the fucking car in here to you people. Now, I understand that 90% of the time when a starter goes out on a vehicle, it doesn't happen in your driveway. It happens somewhere else. But this is just... Alanis Morissette would have thought this is a little too ironic. Wow. So they push the car out into the parking lot and basically wash their hands of my vehicle like, oh, well, thanks for coming by. Pardon me? I walk home in the middle of the afternoon with no sleep from the night before and finally get the vehicle fixed about, oh, 8.30 this evening. Anyway, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. All right, Josh, are you still in the air? Yes. Yes, I am. I tell you, man, if it wasn't for bad luck, I think Trey would have no luck at all. That is a shitty story. That is not only a shitty story, that's complete bullshit on Walmart's part. I would have, I don't know what I would have done, but there would have been some hell raised uh, over some of those mechanics. And I would not stand for anything like that. That is complete bullshit. You know, Guitar God says it best in the chat. What can I say after that? I mean, it's, wow, that, that's that's pretty much. I mean, I hope they at least gave him a coupon for a free drink or something at the McDonald's inside the Walmart. At least some compensation. I mean, shit, anybody deserves it after that. That's just customer service at its worst. I mean, I used to do retail, and I will admit I did blow off some customers at times because – you know, I wasn't having a good day or whatever, but I never went to that length to uh, screw up a customer's order, especially on something as simple as rotating tires. Yeah, that's uh, that is kind of a bit much. But uh, let's kind of shift the focus a little bit and talk a little bit about what happened last night on pay-per-view. Uh, TNA, well, no, that wasn't it. Uh, ECW, well, no, that wasn't it either. Um, but Hardcore Justice was was on the air last night, Josh. You mean a hardcore justice. All I don't right. know if I can do it as good as you, but I try. All right, all right. I'll, I'll do it for everybody that's just clamoring for it. Hardcore justice. There you go. Yeah, or was, we could have called it Memories of a Philadelphia Promotion. We could have done that as well. We could have. Um, I have to admit, and, and I'm going to be real honest here, people. I actually enjoyed last night's show. Call I me, did too. Call me crazy, but I, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it's the best pay-per-view I've seen from, from TNA this year. And, and the problem with that is it's not a TNA pay-per-view. Definitely not. And uh, I know earlier in the chat before the show went on the air, CJ Bowman was going around saying of all these websites that were just absolutely shitting on the pay-per-view calling it one of the worst that TNA's ever done, and I have to disagree. I had a lot of fun last night watching Hardcore Justice, and, I mean, call it the ECW fan in me, but it brought back a lot of memories, and I was thoroughly enjoyed by this pay-per-view, and I'd have to agree with you, JJ. That was 
one of the best pay-per-views ever put out by TNA this year that <laughs> TNA had nothing to do with. Well, you know, TNA, the only thing they had to do with it was, you know, they had a couple segments where they had some of the TNA stars kind of reminiscing on their favorite ECW moments. Um, I thought it was interesting that Joey Styles had passed away because they did a nice in-memorandum of Joey Styles last night. And last I checked, he was still working for the WWE. But aside from that, I mean, you know, I, I thought it was good. And the fact that Taz opened the pay-per-view and, and basically had to tell everybody that this was a shoot. Um, I don't know. It just the 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 pay per view to me was hilarious. I mean, we had some good action. We had some matches that nobody knew was going to happen. We had what two confirmed matches on the card, and one of those ended up being uh, you know RVD and Sabu as opposed to RVD and Jerry Lynn, which I really wanted to see. That was my main motivation for wanting to get this pay per view. But I have to say, I was pleased with uh, with RVD and Sabu. Now again, and I've been posing this question all day on Facebook successful pay-per-view last night i'm sure it got more than eight thousand buys did it get twenty thousand i don't know but what does it do for tna wrestling that is the question absolutely nothing you know even tommy dreamer at the end of the pay-per-view cut the promo and talked about how they just raised the bar well the problem with raising the bar in tna is they're not even hitting the bar so when you bring it up that much further how the hell are they supposed to hit it it's like Hornswoggle trying to hit the ceiling. Well, that's kind of funny how Tommy Dreamer said that they raised the bar. Isn't that what they say after every pay-per-view now? Uh, TNA has raised the bar. Hulk Hogan comes out and says, we've raised the bar, brother. You know, we, they say that every single time a pay-per-view goes off the air. I mean, how many times can you raise the bar, like you said, before you actually hit it? You know, I mean, they're not even hitting the bar, but yet it's somehow getting raised every month. I don't get that. You're not the only one, my friend. I think we're all kind of confused on on uh, TNA's motivations with that. Now, now, granted, I know that they've got this big show planned for Thursday that apparently taped today, and the spoilers are already circulating. And, you know, I had made mention last night on Sunday Night Showdown because I was under the impression, and I don't know where I got this, but I was under the impression that they were actually going to do a live show on Thursday as like a pay-per-view, you know, whole effing show kind of thing. And at, at that point, I was interested last night and in possibly even doing a special Thursday show. But now that the spoilers are out, we know what's happened. Um, I, I'm just really not interested in, in covering that show. I, I see no reason. It's redundant at this point. Yeah, and uh, judging from the spoilers, one match apparently stole the show and the others were, you know, kind of meh to good, according to what the report I saw. I mean, I won't go any you know, into any details. So for those of you who do want to wait for Thursday and see the show as if it were live, quote unquote, so I, I'll refrain from saying it, but only one match draws my attention. And of course, we already know what it is. It's the Motor City Machine Guns against Beer Money for the, you know, the final uh, fall or the final match between their best of. Well, that one interests me and I want to see the... confirmed from a press release, but I won't say anything else. I, I'm looking forward to watching that match and I want to see the Stairway to Janice match. And I hope that they have Led Zeppelin playing in the background the whole match, because that would be epic. <laughs> oh, yes, a little bit of stairway to heaven during the match. Kind of like a New Jack thing. <laughs> Are you still there? And, ladies and gentlemen, he gets job to Skype. The Skypean death drop has struck Josh Pedra right here on Wrestling News Live tonight. So I guess 
uh, for right now, I'm going to go ahead and kind of run over the results from last night's uh, Hardcore Justice pay-per-view. Uh, we started things off, of course, with a nice little promo by Taz. We followed it up with uh, with the match, six-man action, uh, the FBI with Guido Meritato, Tracy Smothers, uh, Tony Mamaluke, and, of course, they were accompanied by Big Sal. They defeated the team of Kid Cash, Simon Diamond, and Johnny Swinger. The funny thing about this match was that during the match, Simon grabs the microphone and basically tells everybody that Simon has a problem. And they go into Dance-a-Palooza, which brings Tracy Smothers to the dance, saying that if we can't do any better, everybody's going to die. And uh, then they go into their own little dance routine, which is followed up by a nice senton by Kid Cash to the outside on the FBI members. Uh, so bottom line here, the FBI get the win. Again, a very interesting match, a very entertaining ECW-style match you know, from 10, 12 years ago. I liked it. Uh, I know that some of the people on the show with me weren't uh, weren't really big into it, but that was the that was the style of ECW. I mean, that's that's what happened, you know, on that program. That's that's something that we're all used to. Uh, I do believe joining me on the line, the Trey Dog is back in the house. I think JP and I just figured out what's wrong with Skype. What is it? It's your internet connection. Really? I thought it was I thought it was just me, but I noticed it during Unplugged the other night when I was listening to Unplugged, and I had Skype open even when I wasn't talking to you, but just listening to the show. It kept popping up that you had signed out and signed back in, and it was real quick, like you'd sign out, sign in, and I thought, well, maybe that's just my internet hiccuping on my end. Well, then just now. For some reason, whatever reason, Josh and I were still connected and talking, but you disappeared. Hmm. You know what? It's it's a probability. I just got a new uh, new box. I literally got rid of the old one because it died. And I and just... I asked JP. I said, "Did he just come online?" I said, did, did, "Did JJ just go offline and come back online?" He goes, "Yeah." I said, "Well, good. Then if we're both seeing it, then it's not just me." Hmm. And it happens all the time. You'll go off and come right back on. That's weird. I know it kind of freezes up at times, but you know, I don't know what the problem is. Like I said, I just got a new internet, you know, wireless connector, so I don't know right. what the problem is. So I gotta find out. I just bought two one gig sticks of RAM to add two gig to this computer. But when I put it in and I turn the computer on, it doesn't come on, it just goes beep, beep. Beep, like a fucking truck backing up. But I run a diagnostic test on the computer, and it tells me this is the RAM that it needs, so I went and bought it. I'm just, nothing's going right today. I'm at work. I shouldn't be working on a Monday night, but I'm at work. It happens, man. I, I know you're not happy. It happens. I'm not happy at all. I'm not at all happy about anything right now. Raw. TNA. So... Now that the smoke is settled and the dust is cleared and they've dotted the T's and crossed the I's, what did you think about last night's show? I enjoyed the show last night. I really did. I, I thought the pay-per-view was really good. I listened to you guys, and about the time Raven and Tommy Dreamer hooked up, I lost you because of my internet connection in my room. 
they were doing maintenance here at the hotel, so I lost you. Yep. So then I worked at 1030, and I got in here, and I went to uh, Justin and watched a replay of the pay-per-view. And I got to tell you, you know, it's one of those things, like I say all the time, if you just put everything you think you know on hold and watch the show and take it for what it is, it wasn't bad at all. I enjoyed it. I thought Tommy Dreamer Raven was off the hook. It was way off the charts. It was a show stealer of the night. Oh, absolutely it was. You know, and RVD Sabu wasn't bad. I'm just, I'm one of the, oh, how is the best way to put this? I'm one of the uh, very low percentile of people who just doesn't like Sabu. I'm just not big on the guy. I know he's homicidal, suicidal, spermicidal, whatever. <laughs> I just, you know, I understand that, it, you know, there's a, a niche for that hardcore shit. But like, to, to quote Stone, you don't have to be a talented wrestler to be able to withstand pain. Very true. You know, and granted, he does some cool shit, but I've just never been into the guy. So I guess that kind of had something to do with my thoughts on the main event. That and Fonzie getting on my last fucking nerve. I wanted to shove that whistle up his ass. Typical Fonzie. He was living the gimmick, man. That's what he does. I've never been a fan of that guy either, so. But all in all, you know, pay-per-view-wise, I thought it was a great show. And I I loved the ending when they all got in the ring. And, you know, granted, there were a few idiots in the crowd that tried to get on TV by shouting funny shit. But that's the impact zone. You know, they're, they're, they are the wannabe ECW crowd. I've said that since they were in Nashville. Yeah, no, that's, that's a but, good point. I mean, I, I thoroughly I thoroughly walked away from that show thinking, wow, you know, there is a place in wrestling for some of those guys. Still, I think TNA is missing the boat on Raven, even though he looks weird but who cares that's part of what raven is he still cut the best promo of the night still had the best match of the night you know the guy can still go i mean he made tommy dreamer look good no you're that's right hard to do that you know what you're absolutely right i mean those guys in my opinion could have really had the main event match of the night you know Something I thought about Thursday night, I watched Impact, and then I came to work, and it wasn't until, you know, probably, oh, one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, and I went outside to smoke a cigarette here at work, and, and, I, and I was just thinking about wrestling in general, and I was just thinking about... You know, you and I arguing over the, the, the ECW pay-per-view. You know, I thought about all the fans who get their underwear all up in their ass. You know, so far up their ass, they can taste it over the, the smallest things. And you know who you are, you know. Um, I thought about how much things have changed. How back when I was watching Mid-South Wrestling, there was no internet. 
you couldn't get on the internet and talk wrestling with like-minded individuals. You couldn't get on the internet and look up anything about Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert or Sting or Hacksaw. You know, you just didn't do that. You just, whatever they did on the show, by God, that was the gospel, and you went with it and believed it until the next week when the next storyline came about. And I miss those days, but that, that led me to thinking about everything that I miss from those days, and what did I take away from those days that I liked so much? And why did I ever get into this, this, this you know, wrestling thing to begin with? You know, and then I got to thinking about that led me to what I liked about WCW and what I didn't like about WCW. And that led me to be that led me to think about, you know, how I really never gave ECW much of a chance because when they were on the air, I was at work and back then there wasn't a DVR and well, we just didn't have a VCR. So you either watched it or you missed it. And that got me to thinking about the WWE and TNA. And I said, wow, you know, I lit another cigarette, sat down for a minute and talked to myself. Everybody right now is in such a panty-wrenching uproar over what TNA is doing with this ECW stuff. It's the end of the world as you know it to a lot of wrestling fans because TNA hit the brakes on their own thing to do ECW, one last hardcore stand shit. And as I finished my cigarette, I thought, wow, wrestling fans, you just won't ever please them. I mean, like I said last week, Dixie could say, Hey, free pussy with every pay-per-view buy. And people would still bitch about not getting their money's worth. You know, I mean, you're just not going to please everybody, no matter what you do. And I know that. I mean, I'm okay with that. But think about this for a second. Okay. If I knocked on your door... And I introduced myself, and this is for you people in the chat room more than JJ, because I know when JJ complains, I know where it's coming from. It's coming from the standpoint of he has a job to do as a show host. But to you people that listen, you people, <laughs> to you listeners, live and on the archive, this is for you. If I came to your door, and I knocked, and you answered, and I said, Hi, I'm the Trey Dog from Wrestling News Live, and I'm here to make you a one-time incredible offer. Well, if you didn't throw me out, and you heard me out, and I was to say to you, Are you a wrestling fan? Of course, you're going to say yes, and 99% of the doors I knock on would say yes, or I wouldn't be knocking. But if I were to tell you that I could make you this one-time incredible offer where in one wrestling promotion you would get the best 
the best that they have to offer as a wrestling promotion from their own roster, a bunch of young and up-and-coming wrestlers, if I told you that same promotion would even mix in some of the best of the WWE along with their own talent, but that's not all. If you order now, not only will we throw in the best of their own roster, the best of the WWE, we will even sprinkle in the best of WCW. Now, granted, these guys are a little older, but for such and such straight weeks, they were number one beating Vince McMahon in their primes at WCW, and a lot of them have yet to retire. They're still in the business. You know them. You love them. We're going to mix those guys in with this roster's current talent and the best of WWE talent. But that's not all. If you order now, we're even going to throw in the best of what was ECW's talent roster and mix them in to this wrestling federation as well. So for right now, if you were to buy now this product that I'm selling you by coming to your door, you're going to get the best of this company, the best young up-and-coming talent, high-flying, X-Division-style wrestling talent. You're going to get that. You're also going to get some of the best from the WWE. You're also going to get the best of what made WCW number one for all those years. And not only that, nor could we forget the best of the ECW hardcore wrestling promotion. We're going to put those guys in there as well, mix it all up and call it TNA. Because that's what you've got. Now, granted, some of these guys are past their prime. Yes. But it's just like the Triple H syndrome. People bitch about him when he's on TV, and then when he's gone, they can't wait for him to come back. You know him, you love him. You can't get enough of him. Your favorite wrestlers from the past that have yet to let go. You've got the TNA X Division guys, not to mention tag teams like Beer Money, the Motor City Machine Guns, AJ Styles, Kazarian. Not only did you get that, but you're going to get the best of what ECW had to offer. We're also going to give you the best of the the best of the WWE that's not still with the WWE. Guys like Jeff Hardy, Mr. Anderson, Kurt Angle. We're going to put all this in one promotion and really give you your money's worth. And that's what you've got right now, and people still want to do nothing but bitch. And it just blows me away. I watched Impact last week, and when it was over... For the first time in weeks, months, years, when that show was over, I sat going, wow, that was a quick two hours. I wanted more. I felt like I could have continued to watch what they were doing for another hour, no problem. And that's because I suspend this, I host a wrestling show, 
and I give a fuck about who's getting paid what, and I give a fuck about who's paying who, and I give a fuck about who's actually losing money. None of that's if you if you throw it all out like it's none of your business because it's not, and you watch it for what it is, an entertaining two-hour program. I loved it. Sting coming back in the red face paint. Yep, Wolfpack. I thought it was cool. If you didn't see him and Nash getting together, you're blind. And I liked the way they did it. You know? There were just so many things on that show that were entertaining. And I thought, wow. I don't know this for a fact. I don't know what you guys thought of Impact last week. I don't even know what JJ thought of Impact. Didn't ask him. But I'll guarantee you 90% of you thought it sucked and you bitched about it. Didn't cost you anything. And was a hell of a show for what they were trying to promote. Number one was the hardcore homecoming. Keep their current storylines going so that you don't forget about them when they do their whole effing show. And promote things from the past, you know, to give you the, the, the nostalgia feel. They did that as well. And I'll guarantee you the overall letter grade from the internet wrestling world would have been a failure just because it was TNA. But if the WWE had done it first, had they brought in WCW, ECW, and TNA, and WWE, and really put it all under one roof, you guys would be lining up to go down on Vince McMahon. You would. And the sad thing is, is that that would never happen because Vince wouldn't let it happen. He would make you... He would make you think that everybody there is his. The cool thing that I, I think that I like about TNA is they acknowledge the fact that they aren't all TNA guys, that they haven't all always been there. You know, if a guy has a past in another federation, they talk about it. They, they don't try to hide it like you've been there your entire career and you're a company guy. Because none of them are. Not a goddamn one of them. They're all about the money. And whichever one puts them on TV. So, just something I was thinking about and I thought I'd bring to the table and get everybody's thoughts on. So, with that, I guess I'm done, JJ. Well, you got an interesting point there, Trey. I mean, uh, the only problem is, and you and I discussed this at length, this was supposed to be a one-night-only celebration of ECW, okay? And that's what we kind of thought was going to happen. But apparently Dixie was so impressed with the things, with how things went down last night that a lot of the guys were brought in and did scans for action figures. They've got the EV 2.0 shirts coming out. And it's looking like they're yeah. going to start an angle uh, with these guys. So they're not going anywhere. They're sticking around. So it's not a one well, and, night and only some thing. Of them, some of them deserve it, I think. I, I, I just told you about Raven. I mean, I think Stevie Richards looks like he's in the best shape he's ever been in his life. I've never been a big Stevie guy. But you got to get a guy credit. He's in great shape. And he's not that old. At least he doesn't look it. You know, I I think some of these guys... And that history, and you're you're and you're getting this you're getting this from a a, a, a very non ECW guy. 
I, I just, I never got on that bandwagon. Well, but after watching last night, I still think some of these guys have a place in wrestling. And I'll guarantee you 99.9% of the wrestling radio shows on the internet since last night have done nothing but trash it. Number one. Number two will disagree with me until they're blue in the face on the fact that some of these guys can still go. I don't think Tommy Dreamer should be in the ring. But I think he's a hell of a mouthpiece and a hell of a figurehead for a good faction. And if you do a storyline based off of what you saw last night between Raven and Dreamer, where Dreamer's in control of the faction Raven wants to be, because there's always got to be that guy that says, I can do better than you. I should be in charge, not you. You know? Put him, Dreamer, and a couple of these other guys in a faction and call them EV2. What's it going to hurt? But if they're only if they're guys that can still go. Well, now, hold on a second, Trey. Hold on a second. Uh, did you or did you not say a couple weeks ago, as long as this was a one-time thing, you would be okay with it? And I am okay with it. If they stop tonight and don't ever do it again, then, not, then the show goes on. But see, that's it. And you, I'm not, you I'm not going to stop watching if they do something with some of these guys that can still go. No, and, and we're talking guys like, obviously, Team 3D. And Stevie, yeah, and Rhino. Yeah, and These are all guys that are that are already, you know, with the company. So I mean, right, not a big deal. But they're continuing on this whole ECW thing, which is, to my you understanding, know what? sell the T-shirts, sell those fuckers, make some money. You know, if 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 they can make fucking EV two action figures, and they sell a million of those motherfuckers, doesn't mean my four ninety nine has to go there. But by all means. Sell them motherfuckers. Just continue with business as usual on television, and I'll continue to watch. Don't force feed it to me, and don't take over the show. But, you know, like I said, guys like the Dudleys, Raven, Rhino, they can still go. If they want to stay together as a group and acknowledge the fact that this group was born from ECW and the fact that Dixie let them have one night and they stuck together and hung around, by all means, fucking let them do it. If it's written correctly and, you know, it's entertaining, why not? Well, we'll see what happens. Again, I thought this was a one-time thing. Not that I have a problem with these guys. I don't want a whole show, I don't want a whole show based around this. You're going to get that because they're talking about branching out and doing other things. I totally see an EV.2 fucking show in the very near future. By next year, they will have their own show. And it's just another rehash of ECW. Once again. Last night should have been it. Should have been the end of I don't it. Know, I don't know where they're going to get their own show from. Spike? It's going to be on TNA's dime. Spike TV, man. No. Ain't going to happen. Number one, they don't have enough guys to do that on a, on a weekly basis. This time, 
this this time and day next week, ninety percent of those motherfuckers are still gonna be too sore to wrestle. Well, I'll agree there. And you know, somebody said something about Tommy Dreamer looked excellent last night. He did, and I'll tell you why he looked different. When you compare a Tommy Dreamer uh, to a guy like Raven, both of them worked a very slow style last night. That match was not fast-paced, and when you have Raven and Tommy Dreamer together with the history that they have, with the emotion that they put into that match, it made it good. But when you put Tommy Dreamer in there with someone who can progressively go a little bit faster and is used to a different type of style, he doesn't look very good. And granted, both Dreamer and and Raven look really bad. I mean, they did a great job in that. That was really match of the night other than uh, C.W. Anderson and, and Too Cold Scorpio, which I thought when that match happened, that was match of the night. But that was good old school wrestling between these two. You know, they had a feud that kind of went off the, you know, the whole, you know, she was mine before she was yours, a la Ric Flair thing from a few years ago. But I like the fact that, you know, Beulah was was the main reason why these two had the match. Oh, I'm sorry, Teresa. I don't want to get sued. So, I don't know. I just, I find it interesting. Well, and like I said, I, I have no no problem with, you know, and, and here's, here's the thing. I think, I think Dreamer, has said the right things. He's done the right things. And I think that Dreamer is a good company guy when you're the guy writing the check. He's a good guy to have on your brand to do something. And I think Dreamer is about to become the new booker, and the new writer, rather, at TNA. And, and that could be a good I thing. Think, I think that's a great thing for TNA. I think that could be a really um, good thing for them. So, I mean, I think he takes that role. Um, I, I would like to see, and I won't, I won't lose sleep on this either way, but, I mean, if Dreamer wants to put together a group of guys from that show last night and kind of be their on-air manager, why not, you know? I mean, that's... There's a world of storylines they could do, you know, and over the period of the year, there's a bunch of those motherfuckers you can work in and out for one night here, one night there, you know, because they all fall under that hardcore umbrella. If I'm a writer, I'm opening my arms to that because there are so many things you can write. You know, this guy wants to take some time off. Good, let him go. Bring in just incredible pancakes or breadsticks. <laughs> you know, let him work for a little while. Breadsticks wants to go on his way. Then you bring in, you know, Scorpio. Or you bring in Anderson. You know, it's just a never-ending source of people that could be in your little four-man faction on TV. And it writes itself. So, I mean, I I could care less. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to, you know, be done with the whole thing. It was a great pay-per-view. I think they probably did a hell of a buy rate last night. Even though they had some stiff television competition with the opening night of football season and 
WrestleMania on television for free at the same time, but we saw what kind of results the WrestleMania was. So, let me ask you something, Trey. What What do you think that buy rate's going to look at? I mean, when when that buy rate comes out for Hardcore Justice, what do you think are the numbers that are going to be involved there? I I want to I want to pick your brain um, and get your thoughts on that. I'm going to be honest with you. I I I'm I'm going to say, judging by the the parameters and the factors in my head um what little bit better the ratings have been since this started um i would say and you can quote me cuz i know you will later on when they come out i would say about 30,000 oh man i don't think so at all i'm going to go with 15 i'm going to go with 15 15,000 buyers. Now, I, I think you'll be surprised. I think that there's a lot of people out there that wanted to see this show. But the problem is you don't have to buy it to see it. That's the problem with TNA. And, I mean, if I know that and everybody else knows that, it's, it's no secret that you can just jump online and watch TNA pay-per-view. You don't have to pay for it. Well, that may be the case. I think, that, I think that has a lot to do with it, too. Well, I don't know, man. I, I think maybe 15. I think I might be overshooting a little bit, but uh, I'll, I'll go with 15. I, I don't think it's going to do 30,000 or more. We'll have to wait and see. And then I really want to know what this next pay-per-view, No Surrender, that's actually going to be a TNA pay-per-view, I want to know what that's going to draw. Because, About 10. Well, maybe. If it draws 10, what if it draws 6? I mean, again, great pay-per-view last night. One of the best I've seen all year. And I know there's a lot of people rolling their eyes saying, really? And this is coming from a, from a hardcore ECW fan. And to me, that show last night was booked like an ECW show back from you know 2000. Uh, it, it played out perfectly where matches kind of ran into other things. You had totally random acts of violence as New Jack came out with Mustafa and, and reformed the gangsters. you know, And then you had all six men, you know, the, the Dudleys and, and Balls. Cajones, as they were calling him, and uh, Axel Rotten, and of course the gangsters all hug after the the match was over. And you know there was a lot of sportsmanship show that you don't see in today's professional wrestling that ECW was very much known for. So I give Tommy Dreamer full credit for booking that show because he did a great job, and it was a nice trip down memory lane. But it's time to close the door on ECW. It's done. Let's move on. I agree. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. You know, I, I don't want in five years for them to say, oh, well, TNA pulled the plug on us because uh, this and that, and we want to get together one last time for one last hurrah. I, 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 well, then you, go to Tommy Dreamer's house and put a ring in the backyard. Well, Jesus Christ. I mean, how many times are we going to see one last hurrah? Sell tickets on Ticketmaster and have a ring set up in Tommy's backyard and everybody just go there and hang out and have your last stand. I mean, that's, that's the way I feel about it. I'm, I'm, I was over ECW's last stand a couple stands ago. Well, amen to that. So trying to convince me that they should stop and, and, and let it die is like talking to a wall because I've, I have no love for that company. 
I, I just don't. Now, WCW, that'd be different. Well, I just, you know, I want to see where this goes because, again, I don't really see how that pay-per-view helped TNA Wrestling. Uh, you know, it was great for the ECW fans, the people that were nostalgic and wanted to kind of live things up. You know, from the feel of the way the lights were to the indie show, you know, feel that they gave off, you know, with all the segments they put on, it was very reminiscent of ECW. And, and there's a lot of speculation, people saying that One Night Stand from the WWE was better. They might have had some better booked matches, you know, guys like your Mike Awesome and Masada Tanaka. Unfortunately, Mike Awesome is no longer with us. Masato Tanaka couldn't make the pay-per-view last night. You know, they didn't have Lance Storm and they didn't have Chris Jericho. They didn't have Joey Styles, most notably. But they also didn't have interference from the TNA roster like they did in the WWE. So from that standpoint, I kind of felt like they had a complete end of the line, let's bury this damn thing, it's dead, final pay-per-view for ECW. No more going back, people. It's done. I agree. I mean, I, I remember when my band opened for Bad Company. That was a great crowd. Probably the most people I've ever played in front of in my life. You know, I don't want to go back and relive those days. Well, my liver couldn't take it. <laughs> you know, I've let go and moved on. They need to do the same. Well, true enough. But, uh, I mean, it is what it is. We'll see where it goes from here. I'm really, really wanting to see what the numbers are going to be like here because, again, I don't think this has done a whole hell of a lot for this company. And, you know, uh, I know talking to Flair today on Facebook, you know, he made the point that, yeah, you know, the Bound for Glory packages are sold out. You know, the ratings have been a little better since these guys have come in. And he's right, but it's not because it's TNA doing it. It's because they're relying on somebody else to come in and do it for them. And that is the problem that I'm having with TNA. Mm. I think it's all on how it's presented. I think at this point... To say that it's all because the ECW guys are stretching it a little far. I mean, they've had some great television, I think, the last month of mixing all this together. You know, here, a little, a little, like I said earlier, a little bit of ours, a little bit of theirs, a little bit of theirs. Throw it all in a bowl, stir it up, do the best two hours you can. And that's what they've done. And that's why I think they've been, you know, their, their television product has been better the last two or three weeks. Well, we'll see where it plays out. I'm I'm kind of done with this whole TNA thing, but uh, we'll we'll see where it goes from here. I was done last night when it was the last fucking stand. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I kind of want to move on to a little bit of news. Uh, apparently, apparently, there's there's a little bit of news circulating around. Uh, I want to thank Crelly for kind of stepping in and giving me some news here. Uh, one of the rumors, the word is that Justin Credible had to use his real name. Uh, because an indie wrestling promoter had a grudge with his girlfriend, and uh, I guess the promoter had a grudge and had his girlfriend trademark the name Justin Credible. So this was not done on the WWE's behalf. Uh, you know, a lot of people last night were saying in the chat room he should have went out as Oliver Garden, which would have been awesome, uh, or just Incredible Breadsticks with a nice side salad. I think is what I said. That would have been would have been pretty good for him as well. But uh, he actually had to take off the Just Incredible T-shirt that he was wearing. Uh, so it's just they, incredible with the Scotty Pasta. Yes, there you go. So, yeah, uh, very interesting 
news coming out of that. So definitely not a... I don't think that WWE is going to pursue any legal action because I don't really think they have any course to. I think they're going to kind of let it go. The only thing that they can really maybe say anything about is the whole Joey Styles thing that they did. It was like an in-memorandum, like Joey was dead. Which I found really funny. <laughs> to the wrestling world, he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, he kind of is from that perspective, but, you know. WWE.com. Oh, my God! <laughs> Apparently, uh, Linda McMahon has her primary tomorrow, so that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Oh, that's her time of the month? Exactly. Oh, you said primary. Primary. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You dirty bastard. Uh, yeah, you were saying something better, period. I don't <laughs> It's cyclical, man. Um, looking back at some of the other recent news, ROH champion Tyler Black has signed a developmental deal with the WWE. Well, that'll be good because it'll be the first time I've seen him. There you go. And that's that's what a lot of people are going to be saying. I, you know, I've been hearing you for know, years I mean, about Tyler Black, and you, I still you know don't know who the fuck he is. I don't, I don't chase down a ring of honor. I, I, remember, I remember a long, long time ago, in a very, very, very heated debate on this this very show, I said, I'm not going to chase down Ring of Honor. If they want me to be a viewer, they'll chase me down. And until they do that, I'm not going to go chase them down. I'm sticking to my guns. So this will be the first time I've seen this guy, so it'll be good. Uh, some happy news for Jeff Hardy and his girlfriend, Beth. They are apparently expecting a child soon. So the good news is now when Jeff smuggles opium, he can put it in the baby's diaper. Congratulations, Jeff Nero Hardy. A guy with that many problems, does he really need a kid running around? You know, if, if it was Matt, I would say, oh, that's awesome. With Jeff, I'm thinking, you know, he just wants another member of his posse. He wants someone well, that understands his get, promos and he could he could paint up. Yeah, he wants to just, you know, paint the little guy like a you know, a Christmas ornament. Teach him to be the getaway driver someday. Oh man. That's gonna be interesting. Uh you know, like I said, no no offense to Jeff Hardy, just having a little fun there. But uh congratulations going out to to both him and Beth. Uh you know, I, I wish them well. To the top. That's right. Gonna be a father soon. Things are going to have to change a little bit around the house there, Jeff. Yeah, and you know, maybe they will. Maybe maybe this is the thing that, you know, reaches out and slaps him in the face. Well, I hope it is. I, I really do. I, I mean, I'd hate to think that he's going to spend, uh, you know, time in prison and not be able to, to watch his child grow up. That would, that would kind of suck, or at least for the first couple of formative years, you know. That's very important in a child's life. You need the father there. I mean, can you imagine... Can you imagine what that little boy, if it's a boy, let's just pretend it's a boy because it makes this funnier. (laughs) (laughs) Work with me here. Can you imagine what that little kid's going to look like and be dressed like on his first day of school? (laughs) He's going to have his own little dad's entrance music as he walks down. Yeah, like Jeff opens the back door to the Humvee and you hear, but it's... To the top, 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 top. And this little bitty three-foot kid gets out with long painted hair and paint all over his face. Trey, are you still there? 
Yeah, I'm just trying to picture Jeff Hardy and his kid going to school for the first day. You know, he'll have, like, multicolored hair, you know, blonde, purple, pink, red. Mm-hmm. He'll have that stupid arm gimmick that Jeff Hardy always wears to the ring. All the fat girls will be trying to trade him their milk. He'll be doing swantons off the monkey bars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then he'll recite poetry. Good times. <laughs> recite poetry. I like my dog and the trees and my and daddy. whispers in the wind. Oh, man. That's awesome. But on a positive note, again, congratulations to uh, to Beth and Jeff on that. And I do have some other uh, really happy news as uh, it appears that Booker and Charmel have officially had a little prince and princess. So con- congratulations to uh, to Booker and Charmel. Now can you dig that, sucker? That's right. Yeah, can you imagine? And Julian brings this up in the chat room. We should take bets right now. We should take bets on how crazy Jeff Hardy's kid's name is going to be. Let's see. He's got a middle name like Nero. Wow, yeah. His that's... band is Piro XY Jin. He's modest to the top. He paints his face. They'll probably name him Kid, and it'll be spelled KYD. It's possible. KYD. Now, Harmony doesn't think know. so. Har- Harmony's no, not, not KYD. Chime in here, Harmony. What would Jeff Hardy's kid? What would his, what would the, what would they name the little shit? She's thinking. Hang on a second. Let me find her microphone. Oh shit! The room's on fire. Jambalai. 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 They conceive in New Orleans. What the fuck is that all about? <laughs> Fucking no! But it's gonna be crazy and strange. I was thinking Mowgli, but that one's already been taken. <laughs> Mowgli. Oh, the Jungle Book. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe he'll have some weird name or, or some regular Brad. name like like Brad. Yeah, maybe it'll be something really simple. Brad like, Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Hardy. Bob Hardy. Bill Bill Hardy. John Hardy. You know, it'll be something like Breath. Well, as long Wind. as. As long as it's not something like uh, what's Penn Gillette named his kid, uh, was it uh, Moxie Crime Fighter Gillette? Wow. What? Yeah, did you not hear? I mean, this this we're talking this is like, I don't know, many years old, but uh, the comedy team Penn and Teller. I believe it was Penn right. that named his kid uh, Moxie Crime Fighter Gillette. So Moxie Crime Fighter was the name Gillette, the last name. See, when you do that... You should honestly, when you do that on a birth certificate, you should just get your ass whooped and go to jail. I would agree. Internet Dave brings up a good point. Crelly Hardy. Because then I'd have to listen to Crelly's uh, overinflated head. Jeff, Jeff Hardy named his kid after me. Crelly Hardy. Jeff. Fucking foreign kid. <laughs> Stop picking on Crelly. Well, goddamn. 
Come to America or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, because that's going to solve all his problems. <laughs> yeah. I left America, and I still have problems. Um, what does Jeff Hardy's girlfriend look like? Is she hot? Uh, I would assume so. Well, you would think, because, I mean, is Harmony still in there? Uh, Harmony is, is actually still in here, yes. Okay. Well, it's Harmony. I don't care. You would, I mean, he can pretty much nail any chick he wants. Well, you would think, right? Yeah. You would think. I mean, well, number one, you would think he likes pussy, I guess. This is now proof. But. On that note, I mean, he could have any. He could have any chick he wants, so I'm sure she's got to be pretty hot. Well, you know, he may go for the Cheeto crowd. You never know. But uh, on that note, we actually do have somebody. We do have somebody calling in. Uh, Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Speaking of pussy, what the hell? I said speaking speaking of pussy. Okay, you wanker. But, um, (laughs) um, yeah, I didn't really have anything to call in. I just thought I'd come and abuse you, Trey Thomas. Um, I enjoyed Raw. I swear to God, if they call call him Crelly Hardy, I will commit suicide. That's what it's going to be. I'm going to I'm going to start the campaign for Crelly Hardy. That would be um, quite scary because that kid that kid will be will be sitting mucked up. He'll be, he, be like, I lost my teddy bear. I like to finger paint. <laughs> yeah, I bet finger Nap paint's time. big. Time. I like to eat. I like to eat glue. And play hey, with so who's the, who's the girl in your Skype picture that you paid to pose with you? No, she's a she's a good friend of mine. I've known her for, for about 10, 15 years, man. So. You don't have any friends, Crowley. Come on. You, it's us you're talking to. Drop the gimmick and just be honest. <laughs> uh, she's some, she's some, some whore I bought, bought for a picture. For, uh, just that for makes more sense to me. That, that yeah, means that, that's... Yeah, you can buy most British chicks for about ten quid. So, I just thought about, for about what, the ten what? Ten pounds, which is like twenty dollars. So, fucking foreign kid. Yeah, I was wondering what a quid was because I I've I've heard it used on several. There's a lot of podcasts I listen to. A lot of them are from IGN. There's the IGN UK podcast, and they're always talking about quid. And I'm like, what the fuck is a quid? A pound. Okay, cool. So now I know what that what the fuck a quid is. Yeah, Quid Hardy. There you go. That's the name, Quid Hardy. That is Quid awesome, Hardy. right there. That's quite scary because knowing Jeff Hardy in his mental state, he probably will name it Quid Hardy. And, and every time he talks, he's gonna talk like he's got something hot shoved in his kidneys, and it hurts really, really bad. But he's gonna tough it out and crinkle his nose. I really have nothing else to say. So on, on that on that bombshell of Quid Hardy, I will depart and let I'm you guys. I'm cutting the promo, and all I know how to do is scream. <laughs> no, Jeff. I it doesn't matter scream. what kind of promo I cut. I scream the same way. <laughs> Push, baby, breathe. Hee hee ha ha. Hee hee ha ha. Hey, it's Quid Hardy. Wah. And on the show, we've been joined by Jeff Hardy and his son, Quid Hardy. But on that... Have um, some Cheetos! Paint your face! Smoke some pot like mad! Now, I'm pretty sure Jeff has to be clean. If not, he'll be going to jail in about three months for, for about ten years. So that, that, kid, that kid will be screwed. 
But yeah, you know that you know that Jeff can't do the hair test because he's got so many fucking chemicals in his fucking hair. They never know what he was on. Well, you know what the worst part is? Even if this kid does grow up with a pretty good, you know, basis in life, he's gonna have to worry about his uncle Matt fucking his girlfriends every chance she gets. <laughs> Oh, that's good shit right there. Mark Tate. Uh, I know not. Um, here, here rests Quid Hardy, who had a great life. Promising young lad until his uncle whipped out his penis. On from night. <laughs> it was all downhill from there. Uncle Matt found, found a girlfriend and now she's never changed back. But on that bomb show and on and on line of the night, I will let you guys go back to the show and take a few more phone calls before I hit the hit the pay and go to sleep for a few hours since I am now a vampire. Sounds good, Crelly. All right, Crelly, we'll talk to you later. I think on that note, we're going to take uh, our last break of the evening, come back and try and take Woo! some phone calls here on Wrestling News Live and kind of wrap things up a little bit. How's it sound to Shamalama you, Trey? Ding Dong Hardy. There, hey, that's perfect. Shamalama Ding Dong Hardy. I like it. On that note, we'll be back with more Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. What are these smokes on the back? Hey, this is Santo Loco, and you are listening to Wrestling News Live. We keep it hardcore, like a 187. Keep it hardcore, LAX is a weapon. Keep it hardcore, so count your blessings. 5150 well, thank you, Cena Sucks. Wrestling News Live is certainly not great because it's for the fans, by the fans. It is not great because we have a quadruped and a narcissist as our show hosts. It is great because we believe that smelling good breeds success. That's why we here at Wrestling News Live love to use Old Spice. When we combine Old Spice and Wrestling News Live... It's like we get an angry beaver eating pound cake off the scrumptious buttocks of Lindsay Lohan while listening to the entire Brian Adams catalog. Disturbing. But you can see... If you wish to succeed, you need to smell great like those at Wrestling News Live, and you can smell great with Old Spice. Thank you for writing, Cena. Perhaps if you used Old Spice, you wouldn't suck either. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com.
It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. Not getting enough TNA wrestling? It's time to join TNA Video Vault. TNA Video Vault gives you access to over 300 hours of TNA programming, including every pay-per-view and DVD ever released, as well as other exclusive TNA programs. Get unlimited viewing access for as little as $4.17 per month. Go to TNAVideoVault.com to get started today. I hear voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Since 1996, audio wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Separated. This is Mace, one of the original international invaders, welcoming you back to Wrestling News Live with the grandfather of wrestling radio, the Trey Dog, and JJ Sexy. Sexy. All right, guys, we're back. <clears throat> wrestling News Live, Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexy. And the Trey Dog's still in the house, I believe. I got breaking news. Um, this just come in across the ticker. Um, Shlamma Lama Ding Dong Quid Hardy has been seen clubbing with Lindsay Lohan. Oh, hell, get that boy help. He needs it. So just wanted to pass that along. <clears throat> That's never good, man. That's never a good So thing. what's this about great, great, take two. What's this about great Collie? What about Great Collie? Oh, they're talking in the chat room about he's done something. He's hurt himself and he won't compete. He won't be able to compete at Summerfest. Uh, according to Crelly, 
From headlocks to headlines, the doctors have determined the great Kali suffered limit damage, and he is unlikely to compete at SummerSlam. Looks like The Miz just got his spot at SummerSlam, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, shit. Tape it up. Nut up. Look at look at Tommy Dreamer. That means I hurt my knee. In Punjabi. <laughs> ouch. <laughs> yes, it means ouch. What? Ouch. Wow. You got you had a great Punjabi singing voice there, Trey. Thank you. I learned that from Eddie Murphy in The Golden Child, actually. That could totally be a hit. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on before we kind of take some phone calls here. There was, what were you doing on Saturday night, Trey? Did you have anything planned? Last Saturday? Yeah. Uh, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? What did I do? Um, I think Saturday night, I slept most of the day. Yeah, I uh, I watched the Cardinal game. And then after the Cardinal game, I took a nap, and then I came to work. God damn, so basically you, nothing interesting. Could you have at least embellished a little bit and said you woke up with somebody different? I mean, come on, Trey. It's not the story that I want to hear from the dog. Well, anyway, the reason I asked what you were doing I on don't Saturday. fuck a strange bitch every night. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you all think that, but, I mean, sometimes I got to recharge. Good point, good point. The reason I asked what your plans were for last Saturday night was I was wondering... Did you happen to catch the WrestleMania 26 special on NBC? <laughs> I didn't enjoy it the first time. Why would I watch it a second time? Ah, well, then you were not one of the .65 rating, the 1.7 million viewers that watched the show finished fourth in its time slot on the major networks. Now, here's the question that I have to pose, and I think we, we covered this maybe last year on another show. But why in the hell... Does the WWE feel the need six months after WrestleMania going into SummerSlam to do a, a one or two hour uh, WrestleMania montage to music to get everybody hyped up for SummerSlam? Uh, explain this to me. It's no wonder it doesn't get a good well, rating. I can tell you right now that when that rating came out, Vincent Kennedy McMahon walked in to Titan Towers, walked into somebody's cubicle, and said, you're fired. Why would you, A, wait six months to, to show us something that 90% of us in the wrestling business have already seen once, and then put it up against a very anticipated UFC pay-per-view? Not very smart. No, no, not at all. I mean, I think it almost makes me want to say, look at the fucking ego on this company to think they can show something that happened six months ago and compete with a very anticipated UFC pay-per-view. <clears throat> I guess they got their answer. Well, and this is two years in a row that we've done this, and I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Maybe they've been doing it longer. I don't know. I just don't understand the need to show us WrestleMania six months later and just show clips of it done to music. I, I don't get it. Maybe a month after WrestleMania? Sure. That's wetting our appetites a little bit. Six months after the fact? I mean, wouldn't that time slot have been better suited for, say, I don't know, uh, a Saturday night's main event leading into SummerSlam? Oh, hands down. I mean, if you've already got the block of airtime 
why would you use it to show something that's already happened in six months ago at that? You know, why not give us new, fresh programming that, you know, might grab some viewers that you wouldn't have had otherwise? Now, Julian says it best. This Sunday on NBC, the world premiere of WrestleMania 22. Why not? Let's get people talking about it. I just think that was a bonehead move by the WWE. Really bonehead. Oh, sorry. Damn, you're just you're just digging the great Khali tonight, aren't you? You're just loving the fact that uh, I was actually I was actually dancing in my chair singing that. <laughs> I wonder if that's the music that Jeff Hardy conceived his kid to. <laughs> Harmony's like, oh my gosh! <laughs> Can you picture Jeff Hardy having sex to this? That's rhythmic, right there. That's using. You could the really do some ass shaking to that. Uh, you really could, man. That, that's uh, that's pretty kick ass. I think I've got one that's better than that. I got. Let me see if I can find it really quick. Got one that blows the doors off of that one, somewhere in the in the PC. But Shama, I guess Shamaquillo Shama Hardy was conceived to that song. You know, I, I'll bet you this. I'll put money on it. That no other wrestling radio show in their two-hour time slot this week talks about what song Jeff Hardy was fucking to when he had his kid. I would, I would say that's a safe bet, Trey. I'll bet you that not another motherfucker does that but us. And we still wonder why people listen to us. I don't know. Hey, when did when did when did um Oh not Onion, Runjan. When did he become Kali's brother? Oh man, that's did been something? Yeah, it's been like I don't know, six months ago. Maybe I mean, longer. I knew he was his interpreter and shit, but I mean tonight they were like, Oh, his brother Runjan. Well, his brother Rudgeon tried to fuck him two weeks ago, and nobody picked up on it. Here you go, Trey. Here's some background music for you. I think you'll like this. It gets better, trust me. You have to. Oh, trust me, it does. You gotta keep them separated. Fuck the goat ass with the carrot back and the ketchup. Yeah. There's just some Punjabi beat right there, buddy. Now, this is actually a remix. The song in question here is actually the former in ring music of uh, FCW superstar Jinder Mayhall when he used to wrestle in Stampede and PWA wrestling as. Tiger Raj Singh. You're just really digging this tonight, aren't you? You're, you're loving it. I need a copy. I'll be sure and do that. All right, let's kill the music, people. I told you I had one better than what you were doing. There you go. That's Punjabi music with a heart, people. Hell yeah. So anyway, oh, on that sure. note... I think we're going to go ahead and take some phone calls. We're going to we're going to brave 
and see if we can get Skypey and Death Drop before we end this program out. I, I do want to tell people, too, that as of tonight, we actually have a new email address. So if you want to send us an email here at Wrestling News Live, you can do so at WNLshow at Yahoo.com. And uh, we'll definitely check those out. Read those on the air if you want to well, send them. Look at us. Again, WNLshow at Yahoo.com. You're going to make people think this is a legitimate wrestling radio show again. I know. What the fuck am I thinking, right? It's crazy. All right, let's get back to talking about Jeff Hardy. <laughs> this will be the Jeff Hardy show when I, when I label it. <laughs> All about Jeff and Matt. Oh, Jeff Nero Hardy. The fuck is Nero, anyway? Nero was actually uh, a Roman emperor many, many years ago. See their kid? You do learn things that you didn't think. Uh, we actually do have a caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Hey, it's Mark, or Hollywood in the chat room. Hey, what's up, Hollywood? Hey, what's up, man? Not much, not much, not much. Uh, the fact that I had um, somewhat messed up day at work, as we uh, cannot get internet access to stay for very long, so I kind of have the same problem you guys are kind of having earlier. I hear yeah, you. it's all Matt Hardy's penis. <laughs> Maybe it's Jeff Hardy's new kid. Maybe he's got, like, some evil curse on him or something. If we can't look to the penis, <laughs> then what kind of cut the that's penis? What Jeff Hardy will... <laughs> Maybe that's what Jeff Hardy will name his kid. Matt Hardy's penis. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Viva la penis! <laughs> yep. uh, it's breaking down, people. It's breaking down. So what's yeah, on your? Yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, do you have the uh, the Night Rider remix of that? that? I remember hearing that like a Night Rider remix of that like a while back ago. I used to. I, I might have to see if I could find that one again. Uh, lots going on in the world of wrestling. We have the Extreme Revol- uh the Extreme Revol- uh, Resolution coming back together for who knows how long. Tyler Black's going to WWE. A piece of advice, Tyler Black. Don't choke out anybody. (laughs) Stay away from the ties. Don't even wear a tie to a meeting. Exactly. (laughs) Piece of advice for Tyler Black. He's going to have to find a new finisher. Oh, yeah. What's he use now? He has a cradle pile driver from, I believe, the top rope. Oh, well, you can probably do that. Doesn't he just also do a 450? But, I mean, they probably won't want to do that either. No, 450, you got Justin Gabriel doing the 450. You can't have people oh, with yeah. multiple of the same move. It just it doesn't work. I guess that's why they'll, they'll never hire Mystico because they won't, uh, uh, Ray Mysterio won't drop his move. Because Mystico you know, there's does another the same wrestler thing. Out there, there's another wrestler out there dumb enough to do that stupid gay-ass 619. Yeah, but the only difference is, is uh, Mystico, he does like a, a splash off the uh, top rope instead of the uh, senton or the uh, uh, the kind of flying seat drop. All right. Well, Hollywood, thanks for the call, man. Yep, yep. You guys Take have the fun. penis. All right, brother. Yep. <laughs> we'll talk to you Bye-bye. later, man. Bye. All right. All right. So, phone lines are open again at 501-588-7957. We'll take a few calls as Trey is still jamming out to uh, to this Punjabi beat in the background there. Oh, you're killing me tonight, Trey. At least you're starting to, like, you know, get in a better mood. 
I'll tell you, dude, I have not been as angry as I was today in a long, long time. I believe. And there it. wasn't nothing I could do about it. That's what was so fucked up. Is like was mad, but I couldn't do anything about it. You know, I couldn't go all fucking, you know, Undertaker on the Walmart automotive department. I wanted to. Well, you could. It just wouldn't be a good idea. Yeah, I don't think they'd let me do this show from prison. I was beginning to wonder if maybe you were in prison tonight. Yeah. I was like, I haven't heard don't from get me started. Today. haven't heard that from was another, today. I don't know. That was another long ordeal that I didn't want to have to fucking deal with. But I walked in, turned on the computer, and it was blue screen, and it was a bunch of gibberish. And if you read it, it sounded kind of like... <laughs> you always got to add the Shamalama Ding Dong. I just like that name. Isn't Shamalama Ding Dong a black guy in real life? I don't know. Haven't we, haven't we established that, that he's uh, African-American? Possibly. I'm not sure. He's got the he's got the widest avatar on his chat room thing though. Well, he says yes. I bet you it's because I bet you it's because he's a black guy, and his avatar is his way of saying "fuck the man" because he's tired of the man holding him down. Black people are always tired of the man. Well, you know, New Jack said it best last night. When you go black, you get bad credit. That's right. And I want to know, is Shamalabadingdong his first name, his middle name, or his last name? Could be a slave name. Or a slave name. Shamalabadingdong. He said both. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. That's totally not right. Oh, Tony, you can't say that in the chat room. I can't even repeat it. Oh, my God. I don't believe you just said that. See what I started? It's breaking All down. Right. It's breaking down, people. It's not good. I know. It's, it's all falling apart. And you know what? Last week, I was just so tired that I didn't want to do the show, but I couldn't not do the show because then that wouldn't be cool. Today, I'm so angry that I'm just doing everything I can to get in a better mood. And I'm afraid of some of the things that I might say because of the mood I'm in. My black card's been revoked. You mean repoed? Or revoked? There's a difference. Obviously, I have the no cuss word filter turned on in my chat room. Yeah, it happens. I've got it too. I don't know how to fix it. Hang on one second oh, here. Oh, there we go. Did you fix it? Yeah, I think so. Because I clicked on what looked to be a bunch of squibbles and now it said fuck. Awesome. This, is, this has been a very melancholy show tonight, very laid back. I'm just... You know, don't kinda, you sometimes don't you sometimes though want to just host a show that's like Seinfeld, like it's like about nothing but funny? I do that on Tuesday nights, Trey. <laughs> oh yeah, it's called Unplugged. 
I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of like you were last week. I just did not have my heart in doing a show tonight because I got to be real honest. I was not impressed with Raw. I gave it a D. It was bad. For now, go home when the shows, wrestling radio awards come around, we can't start. We can't keep fucking mailing it in like this. Okay, we'll try not to. Because you got the fucking big mosh out there booking Jesus to talk wrestling on his show. And by the way, I want to make sure everybody, speaking of the big mosh, no, I'm not going to go on a black ramp. Y'all are just trying to get me in trouble. Anyway, the big mosh and one of the members of his show, Mr. Noonan, Mr. Noonan created a very, very, very cool video with Dave Batista called Batista versus Cancer. And if you've ever been affected by cancer, which you people have all been affected by cancer, if you're a longtime listener of this show, yep. because of JSK. But, you know, if you go and watch the video, it will definitely put a smile on your face, might make you cry. But if you want to see it, you can always go to WrestlingNewsLive.tk and follow the link. Because I emailed them and asked them for permission to put that on the website, and they said, please do, and so I did. So anything we can do to help get rid of that awful disease, which blows me away. We can put people on the moon 20, 30, fucking 40 years ago, but we can't cure cancer. Soundstage, Trey, didn't happen. That didn't happen? Soundstage. I wonder if Matt Hardy's penis has ever been on the moon. Possibly. We actually have a caller on the line, though. Uh, let me kind of segue into that. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Who is it? All right. Not sure what the fuck you said, but welcome. <laughs> I was going to say, what was that? Hello. For a moment there, I thought I thought we might have actually been invaded by aliens. Ladies and gentlemen, I thought for the first oh, time I thought for the first time in the history of this show that E.T. reached out and touched somebody right here on the SNS radio yeah, network. Well, last time E.T. reached out and touched somebody, it was a little kid, that fucking pedophile alien. Yeah, that's true. What the fuck do you want, Walkie? This show has degenerated into craziness tonight. You know what could be worse? Thinking about how how horrified it would be if Sylvester Stallone was uh, cast for Star Wars. Yeah, thank God that didn't happen. What part would he play? <laughs> actually, he we we covered this on the Elite Force podcast this past week. Um, I was actually on the show with Walkie this week. Uh, very very good time, Walkie. Hey, Thanks yo, for having me on the show. Use the force. Actually, Sylvester Stallone, ladies and gentlemen, brace yourself auditioned for the role of Han Solo for the original fucking Star Wars movie. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, no way. You think wow. how horrible it would, it would be and all that type of stuff? Yeah. Like, uh, hey, yo. Hey, yo, Leia. I, I could just see it now. that the scene, The scene in the original Star Wars movie, episode four, 
or R2-D2 and C-3PO are sitting there playing chess with Chewbacca. And Han Solo looks over at him and says, I suggest let the Wookiee win. Yeah, that, that could work. <laughs> epic fail. Totally an epic yeah. fail. You two, uh, you two nerds talk to each other. I'll be right back. Epic fail. Or have, his, or have Otto Schwarzenegger be Luke Skywalker. You're not my father. Ah. So what's on your mind tonight, Walkie? You know, it, 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 the last few weeks that you guys just debated the, I know you guys just talked about the, the whole thing about uh, the hardcore justice and how, you know, I took JD, J something, I ended up buying it. I did it. I, uh, for the reason being that I was, I was just uh, wanting to see uh, how much of a trailer wreck it would be. To be honest, to be honest, because, like me, I remember ECW. I remember what it was. I wasn't much of a big ECW fan because, you know, at the time it wasn't. I it, I had to basically go tiny back in the day, but I do remember it. I know who they were. And I knew who they were and all that. It was fun. It was fun. Okay. Like as fun as it was, I still think that this was a pay per view that was not needed. That was not needed. I think to me, as fun as it was, as good of a nostalgia trip, one night stand number five, I still think that this was not needed. That if they wanted their one night stand, their last stand, that they should have taken a different route and not really take. And that does it for Walkie, as he was having issues on the phone line. He has been dropped, so I'm going to open up the phone lines, take one or two more calls, and then kind of wrap the show up. Hopefully Trey will be back to uh, to join us before we close out the show. Uh, but again, if you want to call, the number to call, 501-588-7957. If you want to send an email to the show, definitely do that. Uh, you can reach us, of course, at wnlshow at yahoo.com. And we will uh, read your email live on the air either tonight or next week for the show. Did Walkie get uh, dropped? Walkie got dropped. He was having issues. All I heard that whole time, it sounded like somebody was giving a chipmunk an enema. Well, that that sounded about right then. It was going, and it was just stuttering worse than Curly. And I couldn't figure out if it was my computer fucking up on me or if it was the phone call or what. I think it was just a bad connection. Yeah, walking sound like Max Hedder. Mobile Max, Mobile Max Hedder. Totally sounded like an alien frequency, I'm telling you. We were just invaded by aliens. I think we might have been, actually. Now my so Skype... email us, you stupid fucks. Yeah, that, that appears like it might be the only way we're getting anybody in. I, I can't even answer my Skype right now. There's some serious issues happening here. Okay, I see Curly said, Trey, you symbols. Oh, wanker. Why'd they bleep out wanker? What's no, a wanker? I don't know. Ask Curly. I don't want to ask Curly because then I have to talk to him. <laughs> Fucking foreign kid. Wow. 
you ever just been in that mood where you just, I mean, you want to do a show because you just want to talk, but you don't want to talk about anything in particular? Yeah, that happens to me a lot. This is this is I mean, definitely like, this is definitely a phoned home show tonight. I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, I just I've had so much going on today that I didn't even look at a wrestling website until about six o'clock, and then it was WrestleZone. Where's Nick? What happened to Nick? Uh, Nick will be back next week. Did you say something about Nickelback? No, I said next week. Nick will be back next oh. week. I thought you said we were gonna have Nickelback next week. We might as as the closing out song of the night we might have nickelback next week yeah could happen yeah. i don't know you know what i say we just get the fuck out of here because i can't apparently take any more calls you might get dropped here in a second i better not or i'm coming through the sky and i'm starting to whip everybody's ass well so that's what i'm saying i don't know like i said i just got this new router i'm actually plugged into the wall but it is a wireless router so i have the wire from the wall going into this thing and then i have a wire going into my computer so it's not that i'm on a wireless system per se when i'm doing this show it's just that Mm -hmm. the router that it's plugged into has wireless capabilities so that the iphone and the ipod that myself and my wife have have wireless capabilities and we're able to check stuff without being down here on this computer ah so i should have like technical some bitches you i'm telling you um, I, I did speak to the guy when he came over on Saturday, and we might be getting an upgrade to, like, Optic, which would be fucking awesome, which makes everything run a lot faster and a lot better. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Apparently, and hopefully cr- within the next month or so, I'll be able to answer the phone calls on my end. Okay, this is amazing. Crelly is apparently back on the line, and I didn't even touch anything. I have no idea. Like, the dude, Batcave works. You you have like, you're just setting you're just setting at your fucking computer and listening to the show and then all of a sudden you're connected to the motherfucker. How's that happen? I know. I was like, okay. Cool from chat. Cool. I was like, what the hell? Except and I hear you guys. So apparently the Batcave works. It, it's an anomaly. Oh I don't God. know what it is with Crelly, but oh. he always gets in. Of all the fucking people in the goddamn world. For us to call. <laughs> Holy shit, It man. fucking picks... How does it pick Crelly out of all the fucking people in the world to call? I have no idea. I got a wormhole in this computer somewhere, I think. But, yeah, I have no reason to speak because, well, I made a call earlier, so I'll go back to being on mute. All right, Crelly. Well, thanks for uh, for joining us once again. Out of the fucking Thanks blue. for running the show, you foreign fuck. <laughs> okay. On that note, it's time to get the fuck out of here, people. <laughs> I know when it's time to close the doors, and it's time to close the doors. Have a pudding pop if you'd like. Rock out to some Punjabi shit. I don't know. Do something. But uh, we are done for, for this week on Wrestling News Live. I'll be back tomorrow night. Oh. I don't honestly feel like I've given enough of myself tonight. Okay. Well, what else do you want to do, Trey? Um, nothing. I want to be done. (laughs) 
See, I knew that. I, do you have a song of the night in mind, or can I just randomly pick something here? They're telling us to read emails. Okay, let me go. Oh, oh, oh. Looks like we actually do have a couple emails, believe it or not. Holy Why shit. Barrett? Holy shit. I got two emails. So let's check these out. Oh, call the kangaroo down, sport. The power of the internet. The power of the internet, ladies and gentlemen. Power, power, power. There's a letter in your mailbox. There is. Uh, this one is from... Uh, that was my idea, by the way, that whole fucking sound effect that they play. I believe it. They don't play that anymore, though, just so you know. Good. Um, well, we're going to bring it over here, then. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Daniel Jacquez. Uh, Jacquez. Why in the hell did WWE do that stupid WrestleMania show six months way after the pay-per-view was over? Then to top it off, no goddamn promotion for SummerSlam. None of that crap. TNA Hardcore Justice was really good. I'm not a huge fan of TNA, but this show took it and ran with it. Great. I enjoyed it. Fuck Mark Madden on him hating it. Fat tub of lard. And I quote. Did he hate it? Mark Madden absolutely hated it. I want to get that fat fuck on the line. I want Nick to make that happen. Well, Nick can probably I want happen. one show where me and that motherfucker can go head to head. Last fat motherfucker standing. That could be interesting. Because I could say things to him I wouldn't say to you when you and I argue. Yeah. Kentucky fried chicken eating motherfucker. This next email is very simple. Um, what are your thoughts on Tyler Black going to the WWE? And this is from Ryan Olson. What are my thoughts? I, you know what? He's been the internet darling for a while, hadn't he? He has, yes. I mean, I, but you know what's funny, though? I remember when Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan was like the guy that shit gold bricks in the indie promotions. Everybody wanted him. Everybody was talking about him. And I still hadn't seen him. I think I YouTubed a couple of his matches just so I had an idea. But I've never seen Tyler Black. So I don't know. And I don't want to know until he debuts as whatever they call him. You know, because it won't be Tyler Black, I don't think. Might be. You know what? That's so generic. I can't see them calling him Tyler Black. Yeah. I mean, if they won't let you be Chris Harris, they won't let you be Tyler Black. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a non-event. As far as I'm concerned with Tyler Black, I don't really have enough of, a, of, a, of an opinion <laughs> to really say anything about the guy because I've seen some Ring of Honor. Um, you know, I know, I know who Davey Richards is, obviously. I know who, uh, you know, some of the guys in that promotion are. All I've ever heard about is Tyler Black, and I haven't seen anything, per se, from him. So I can't really... I'm being told he's a Jeff Hardy-CM Punk hybrid. Oh, really? I guess that means he does drugs and then sobers up. Maybe. Oh, they're talking about wrestling ability. Never mind. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. As far as my opinion, good for him for getting a developmental deal. Let's see how it takes. Shamalama Ding Dong, which is both his first and last name, says they should call him Black Tyler. Hmm. That's a thought. So everybody's excited about this me and Mark Madden thing. Well, I think it's going to be ratings. I think it's going to be great. What's this guy's problem? Can somebody tell me what his problem is? Just an opinionated guy, man. That's that's all there is to it. I don't have any problem. I don't, I don't have a problem with somebody being opinionated. And I, I welcome that. Madden will own me. 
You don't know me then, cootie coo, you dumb shit. So it looks like I might actually have another email in the box as they're just starting to filter in here. That's a good place for them to be. Exactly. It's where they belong, right? Yep. It's been the last email we take, I think. <laughs> Ryan Olson again. Crelly is a wanker. <laughs> this just in, Crelly's a wanker. And do you like pudding and what flavor? Crelly's <laughs> still on the line. <laughs> I said Crelly's a wanker. He said yay. <laughs> oh, my God. This show is degenerated. It's done. Crelly, just take over this show, okay? We're never going to work in this town again. Crelly. Indeed. I know you're there, you Hello. fucking foreign bastard. Say something to me yes, when I say your name. You fucking talk to me. Yes, sir. What's up? Uh, take over the show so I can go smoke a cigarette, okay? Um. Okay. Um. Jeff and I are going to take a break, and you just go ahead and take over. <laughs> yes, we're we're, yeah. we're we're leaving the show. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we do that, actually, Crelly did post something earlier that I forgot to mention to you. He said this whole ECW thing is like, you know, him and CJ kind of reforming the Headlocks Lounge. And then asking you if they can take over WNL's time slot to do a, a reboot of the uh, Headlocks Lounge. Now, how would you feel about that, Trey? Just, just out of curiosity. To take over our stop. God, I can't fucking talk tonight. Take over our time slot so they could do their show. Yes. Well, see, before you have a reunion of that magnitude, you got to do more than just a few shows. People actually have to know who you are to be able to do a reunion. Ouch. What? That's a little extreme. Are you guys still there? I'm all by myself here, people. Oh, man. All right, that's it. The show's over. Let the pain end for everybody. Let me see. Let me find a good song to kind of go out with. Let's try this again. Hello, everybody. Are we back? I'm back. I think Crelly's back too. Well, of course yeah, he is. The motherfucker's hardwired into the show. Like he didn't even call. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is kind of weird. How do you fucking get the? How do you fucking get on the show and don't call? Um, the back cave apparently. There's a hundred motherfuckers in the chat room talking about how they want to call in and can't, but you're fucking on the show the whole time. Yeah, you're. Oh, apparently your show wanted me on. It called me. I didn't call it. Or well, I did earlier, but not. I can neither confirm nor deny that we called you. I can confirm it because it, it just said co-accepted from JJ and and Trey. Now, why would we fucking call you? I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm I'm a quite useless personality. I mean, if I'm gonna fucking call somebody in the chat room, it's gonna be like Pillman Nine Millimeter, Midnight Man, CJ. Mace, I'm not calling you. Yeah, someone, someone who actually has quite a good personality. I'm not, I'm not sure why. What I, do I you and panties have to do with anything? I have personality, but panties could be interesting. What's a panani? Personality. Personality. Spit it the fuck out. I can't hear you. Yeah, I know. Ha ha. Personality. I have no personality. Yes, I get, I get it. Ha ha ha. Get no panani. What the fuck does that have to do with the show? Well, because I don't get Punani, I'm I stay up until four in the morning listening to, to to the show. 
Staying up till four o'clock in the morning listening to this shit will get you uh, no punani. Yeah, I've kind of figured unless that out. You're, unless you're JJ. No, this show gets me no punani. None? Sometimes. Is she still sitting in there? <laughs> no, she left. Okay, I'll just say something to her, but I guess I won't. She doesn't take one for the team, as it were. She she listens from anywhere though, so I can't say anything. It's like she just like the other night when she called in. Yeah, that scared me. Fuck! I hear some heavy feet. Maybe she heard me. <laughs> the fact that you called them heavy feet probably isn't a good idea. Well, I didn't mean it that way. You <laughs> <bastard>. <laughs> All right, let's get the fuck out of here. I want to go get drunk now. Now. You've had fucking Crelly on the show all goddamn night. Now you want to get drunk? Yes, yes, yes. This, this show will go down in infamy as probably the one we phoned in the most right here. I've actually received messages in the last, within the last 10 minutes from listeners that said this is the shit that they love about the show, so I don't know why. <laughs> that really makes me feel good but bad at the same time because then I think, you know, instead of making a steak... And potatoes. I could have served them bologna and cheese, and they'd be happy with it. Oh my God, there's Clinton Bowman says Crelly News live in in the chat. Crelly, yeah, quit making on. so goddamn much noise. If you're gonna be on the phone, stop fucking playing with your Bill Cosby picture pages and Sorry. making all that fucking racket. I can't have I can't have you on the show if you're gonna be making all this goddamn noise. I was playing with a fucking mouse. Not I don't mouse, care. No. I don't care what you were playing with. If it's a mouse, if it's Power Rangers, if it's your fucking ECW EV 2.0 action figures. <sighs> when you're on the show, you got to be fucking quiet until one of us, for some reason, would ever say, "Crelly, what do you think of this?" Okay, I I will go return to the corner and will not speak until spoken to. But it's not your speaking that's making all the noises. It's the shit you're doing in the background. You got your microphone turned up to like fucking bejesus levels. Let me check. Let's see. Crelly, just just go back in the corner and play with your pudding pop, and we'll talk to you later. Okay. Okay. All right. Talk to you later, Crelly. Good night. Good night, you fucking Ford kid. <laughs> Thank you for telling Fez goodbye. How does he fucking get on the show? I don't know, man. It's I don't know what it is, because I, I swear to God, I did not I mean, call I, him. I swear to God, we're going to put in the fucking show description, Wrestling News Live back on the air this time, and Crelly fucking kidnaps the goddamn show <laughs> and leaves a ransom note for more pudding pops. And a side of Panani. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's interesting. But uh, back to what I was saying earlier. I'll be back tomorrow night for uh, for uh, Unplugged. 11.30 Eastern, That's 9.30. That's a fucking interesting bunch of stuff. It is. It is. Don't forget. I'm just, I'm just joking. I actually listen to Unplugged every week when it's live. Uh, you're one of a few. Thank you for the few that do. It's fun. Thank you for the 12 of you that listen to Wrestling News Live and the 6 that listen to Unplugged. Straight up, don't forget we have uh, an episode of MMA this Friday. It'll be archived. 
Saturday we have the Pro Wrestling Rewind. Curly will be on all of these fucking shows. Probably, probably. World Wrestling Revolution out of Dublin will be archived on he'll Saturday as well. He'll be on that one. He probably will. He's not too far from there. Like He'll be in the studio. He'll take the Curly Mobile out of the fucking cave underneath his house. Or his flat. Is it a flat? They have flats. I'm going to go. Hey, right. you motherfucking Ford <laughs> kid. Get out of here. How did you get back on here? What the fuck? <laughs> you can't, Crowley, you can't, you can't just chime in because it fucking scares me when you do that sometimes. Oh, fuck. Like, I need to know if you're there. You can't just fucking pop in. How do you do this? Hey, I'm talking to you, you foreign fuck. <laughs> Curly, are you there? Oh, he's yes. always there. <laughs> I don't know how we're on the show again. <laughs> God damn, dude. I'm sorry for, I'm sorry for, for making your show, Trey. I didn't mean to. I mean, fuck around, dude. I swear to God, I'm changing the name of the show, Curly News Live. Yes, finally, my dream came true. But you can't just fucking chime in like that, man. Because I don't think that you're there. I think that I'm just talking to JJ. It's just he and I having a chat. And then you chime in, and it fucking scares me. Because I don't expect... It's like somebody sneaking up behind you and going, You know what I mean? I am sorry. I'll speak to when spoken to. JJ? Yeah. What the fuck? Brother, I don't know. I don't know. I, apparently, he has found the Batcave. Alfred has we let him in. We can't take anybody else's call, but yet we can't get rid of that motherfucker. Trey, it's like in Batman when Vicky Vale was brought to the Batcave by Alfred. It just happens, man. I don't know what else to say. I mean... What are we going to do now? Is this going to be the fucking Wrestling News Live featuring Crelly? I think we just call Crelly uh, News Live and, and just work for him. Crelly. Yes. Are you, you going to start paying us? Um, when I get some money, yes, I, I will pay you for it. You don't, you mean it's... In September. Oh. Dude, I am. I'm, I am, I am you studying... You can't even spell your fucking name. That's why I'm doing a gaming course so I don't have to touch or write anything ever again. Oh, that's a good point. On that note, Crelly, thanks for stopping by. Trey, let's get the fuck out of here. I'll see you guys again on Sunday for Sunday Night Showdown. We'll be bringing you the biggest event of the summer, SummerSlam, right here on the SNS Radio Network. On behalf of Crelly, the Trey Dog, myself, Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay, JSK, do me a favor, take us out of our misery and get us the fuck out of here. Guys, good night. We'll see you again next week for another episode of Wrestling News Live. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out. Shut up, Curly. It's
it's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-double G, but I, I somehow, somewhere hang, keep coming up funky as shit nearly every single day, and can I kick a little something for the G's, and make a few friends as a breeze through, don't you know it's two in the morning and our party's still jumping, cause my Later on that day, I 
tried. He came by with a gang of tiger and a fat ass jack. Oh, some bubonic chronic, you know, he might make choke. 